When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in to Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. That's what we say here. And uh, a lot of people wonder, like, well, you guys are kind of negative. You know, they won 13 games. Where do you guys? Listen? No, we we hold the Vikings to a high standard. So if you ever feel like we're too negative on the show or too critical or uh, or want changes or whatever, it's because, you know, we just want the Vikings to not get beat at home by the Giants in a first-round playoff game. So for anyone who's new, yeah. I feel like sometimes we have to reset this because new yeah. people come into the show every so often. Um, and so that's that's yeah. who we are. We are a 365-day uh, Viking show that keeps it real, I guess, if you will. Do not listen to the words of the Pollyanna Prophets. That's what I have to say. <laughs> the Pollyanna Prophets are not your friend. They are they are leading you down a path of destruction. We are taking you to a place of ultimate success. The Pollyanna prophets, yes. Be careful whenever you see a Pollyanna prophet. Sounds biblical. Shedding fake tears. Um, the show is presented by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the NFL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, always stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. It's a feedback Friday here, boys, on the show, which means we turn the show over to you, the listener, and the viewer. You can always hit us up throughout the week. The best place to send messages, questions, comments, concerns, critiques, whatever it is that you want to hit us up with through the Score North app. It's free to download, and um, you just have to click the feedback tab on the very bottom, and you will be able to hit us up. We try to get to as many as possible and uh, let's start with this one here. I think the theme for this Feedback Friday, boys, is going to be reckless quarterback speculation. All right? So many questions about quarterback, future of quarterback, Kirk Cousins, draft picks, Hendon Hooker, all kinds of things. Uh, let's start with Tim Kriegler here. He says, the narrative with the Cousins Crusaders is always that the Vikings are going to crumble and turn into a three- or five-win team every year when Kirk leaves. Be careful what you wish for. It got me to thinking, is it possible the Crusaders are actually more worried that the next quarterback will be better than Kirk and they will have been proven wrong? I don't know about that. I don't think they're. No, I think the Crusaders are are the uh, be very, very careful because of Kirk leaves. Like, I, I think the first part of that's exactly right. I think the first part is that they are trying to spin you on. Oh, my God, if Kirk leaves, you know, this team is going 
to, to be absolutely terrible, which is you've documented a thousand times now, Phil, is not the case. Like yeah. the Vikings have gone from quarterback. They haven't had a franchise quarterback since Tarkington, and they've had an incredible amount of winning regular seasons. So I would say the first part is right. Um, the second part is e- even probably a little bit more, a little bit too uh, conspiratorial for me, which is really saying something. But I think his first part's accurate. Yeah, I think uh, I think well, I think there's just a, a group of fans that are very comfortable having some security at the quarterback position. Yeah. And and my pushback to that would be, okay, it's great. You, it's definitely the most important position, and he's very good. He's he, Throughout his Vikings career, he's been one of the top 15 quarterbacks in the league consistently for five years, uh, probably closer to top 10 now that some of the Bradys have left the league and Russell Wilson kind of fell off a cliff. Like, Kirk is a fringe top 10 quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to life after Kirk, whether it happens in 2023 or 2025, this fear-mongering, we've kind of coined it Christian Ponder post-traumatic stress syndrome, right? Christian Ponder PTSD. If you're a competent franchise, whiffing on a quarterback in the first round doesn't cripple your team. It might set you back a year or something, but so, to me, there's there's the there's the Texans, Lions, Jets. There's probably a couple other teams, but the Browns mostly Brown, the last 25 Browns years. Very much in that, yes. That like. There's like five or six teams where it just feels like, and the Bears maybe, they're just constantly spinning their tires because they can't find a franchise quarterback. That's only a fraction of the reason why those franchises are spinning their tires. The real reason those franchises spin their tires is because they can't put together a good team, period. I mean, the San Francisco 49ers are a great example. They gave up a ton of draft capital to go and get Trey Lance, and he's been a total whiff for them at this point. He, he's not even He's behind Brock... Brock Purdy just had elbow uh, Tommy John surgery, and he's ahead of Trey Lance on the depth chart. So you could say, boy, the Niners really whiffed. Are they in danger of being the Lions or the Jets or some garbage franchise? No, because they make largely good decisions with their roster. They definitely whiffed on this one, but they're still Super Bowl contenders. So, like, the crazy thing is, and this is where, again, fans, the Vikings have a competent franchise. They whiffed on T-Jack. They whiffed on Ponder. You could argue they whiffed on Teddy, not because he was bad, but because the injury was kind of a bad luck whiff. They whiff on T-Jack. It doesn't set their franchise back 10 years. In fact, they made the playoffs. They drafted him in 06. They made the playoffs in 08, and then they moved on from T-Jack, grabbed Brett Favre, right? They went to the NFC Championship game in 2009. They were fine. Okay, now we took a step back for one year. Go draft Christian Ponder. Another bust. Despite the bust. They still go to the playoffs in 2012. And then they have another bad year, whatever it was. And then they draft Bridgewater in 14. Eh, not that great of a quarterback. They win 11 games in 2015. Like, stop acting like if you whiff on a quarterback, it's doomed for your franchise, I guess. If you hit, you you can win a Super Bowl. That That's where I... That's where the expectation, and that's why this uh, whole mantra of the show is one before we die, yeah. or in my case, I die. Because... We want them to win a Super Bowl, which has been like, if that's what you want, then you need to continue because I can tell you right now, Kirk Cousins is not going to win one. Um, That's why you need to continue down this path of trying to find one. But yes, as far as regular season incompetence, the Vikings don't get close. In fact, they are one of the best regular season teams in the Super Bowl era, which is incredible. The other thing, just quickly on Cousins, that I think we need to uh, uh, draw a line here is this. The true Crusaders for Kirk 
IU contend, and I know they, they push back because it's calling them out, but the true Cousins Crusaders, I don't think are Vikings fans. I think they're Cousins fans. And I think they will follow Kirk to his next team like the Pied Piper, okay? So those people are not Vikings. They're not invested one bit. So they are only invested in Kirk. The other portion are Vikings fans. They're not Crusaders, but, Phil, they fall into the category you're talking about, which is, well, if Kirk's gone, what next? And they're used to um, an administration and coaching staff that hasn't answered that question. Uh, But those people need to trust O'Connell until he proves he can't be trusted, which is certainly not right now. But but there is that's starting the true Crusaders. I don't think are going. I don't think you will see them watching a Vikings game when Kirk Cousins is elsewhere. Aaron Bialki chimes in via the Scorner app. Says taking the discussion from a segment earlier this week is the way forward with quarterbacks to only go with the rookie contract and then trade them. Can you build a strong enough team and draft good enough that you don't need a franchise quarterback? So that. I think it's this is a really extreme way to think about it, but I tend to lean toward yes. That if unless you find one of the top, top three to five, maybe six quarterbacks that can carry a franchise, I don't think it's worth paying premium money for the other group, for the B-level group. Does it secure you nine wins, ten wins, maybe a run to the second round of the playoffs? Yeah, maybe like the one-year Matt Ryan, highly paid went to a Super Bowl as the MVP. Yeah, like there's never say never. But I would be more inclined to just keep rolling the dice every three or four years on a first-round quarterback. Uh, And if you can find a way to stockpile, you know, sell high on some other assets to get extra first and second-round picks. I would, I just, yeah, I'm just not, I'm kind of a feast or famine guy at that position. I don't want to pay premium money for mediocrity, I guess. Your goal going into every draft when you take a quarterback especially first round should be, I hope we have that problem. Like I hope that decision. And, and in, in fact, a, a guy that qualifies perfectly, he's not a quarterback, Justin Jefferson, he's going to get paid a boatload and there will be some, I don't think a lot, but there will be some who, who are like, is a receiver worth that? But you know what? It's a luxury to have to make that decision after a guy has played out his rookie contract. That's the difference with like Kirk. You went and signed Kirk to an enormous, fully guaranteed first time a quarterback got one contract because you were out of answers. Like you never gave yourself the luxury. Unfortunately, because of uh, uh, Teddy getting hurt, you didn't have that decision to make. So I would say you would hope every time you draft a quarterback that in four to five years, you are going to say, uh, oh my God, are we going to pay him? Because that means you've got the rookie contract run, which is the ideal. Well, would you, let's, let's go to the Giants for a second. So the Giants drafted Daniel Jones. They didn't really get much out of his rookie contract until the the final the fourth year it turned out to be the fourth and final year because they declined his fifth year option after the third year uh then he plays well enough because he was coached up like as a franchise would you have and your options are say goodbye or pay him 40 million dollars a year say goodbye and start over right would you what would you have done i would have just said goodbye i don't even know why it was a hard decision yeah it was an easy decision you should have said goodbye um especially someone like Daniel Jones. That's the perfect example. Like you tried a rookie contract. He took you to the second round of the playoffs in year four with a propped up system. And then you move on and try again. Like is, and I know giants fans in New York market's a tough market to be in, but like if I'm Brian Dayball, do I really think like, can I do this again with the same roster, run it back? I have a running back on a franchise tag and I don't have to even pay him long-term. I would have said goodbye to him in, in a heartbeat, unless you have so far right now, Mahomes, Allen, 
or Burrow. And obviously the hope is that, you know, guys like Herbert and Lawrence graduate also into that class. Those are the only three guys, in my opinion, that are worth paying that are, that are going to yeah. also exceed the value. Three guys. That's it. In fact, the here's a question for you. This might sound crazy to some people, but um, would you rather have Daniel Jones on a? So you saw Daniel Jones play his first four years. Would you rather then sign him for $40 million a year and have like at least the first two years guaranteed? Or would you rather say goodbye to Daniel Jones, sign Baker Mayfield to a one-year $4 million contract, and be in the market to draft a quarterback either this year or next year? If I have a first-round quarterback who plays so poorly for me that I don't pick up his fifth-year option, I don't care if God himself comes in and coaches that that kid uh, in year, year four. I'm not bringing him back in year five. Garrett yeah. Bradbury to me, but look at the Vikings got him back at a reasonable price because I'm sure because I'm sure they said, "Hey, Garrett, you weren't good enough to deserve more." So why on earth would you pay a quarterback star quarterback money after you basically forfeited? Don't forget the Giants could have had it would have been expensive, but very reasonable compared to what they're paying. The Giants forfeited that right. It's a terrible de- decision. Um, but you know what? To me, that one was simple. I'm talking about a guy like um, I'm talking about about a guy like Jalen Hurts. Okay, four year contract has been played absolutely great and is going to get paid now. Now that's a decision. That's a tough that's, decision. That's a decision. But I, think, I think you probably he he seems dynamic enough and good enough. I agree. To worry. But I'm saying that probably a, pay him and hope. Yeah. But that's in the bin. So so like Phil, I I guess I would if you said if I'm Philadelphia, I would take the first part of Hertz's career and then punt and draft another quarterback, I would say I would probably bring him back on a huge contract, but Daniel Jones to me, that's not even a decision. Yeah. Uh, CJ Roop chimes in here and says, hello, purple daily crew. I've been an everyday listener for years. My wife and I both love your content of all the other podcasters and YouTubers. Purple daily is the only crew that stays fresh and realistic. Thank you, CJ. Yeah, thank you. Very Appreciate much. the kind words. On a side note, I'm extremely envious of Mackie for meeting Mr. WrestleMania, the showstopper, the icon, HBK, a couple weekends ago. Uh, it says, my favorite moment, was, and Declan, you put this out on Twitter this week, his favorite HBK moment was the match against Stone Cold, yeah. where the the Austin era has begun. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Anyway, I digress. I have a reckless speculation prediction. I say we trade Daniil Hunter for someone's first-round pick, or at the very least, a second. Trades the Darius for whatever you can get for him. And considering Jeff Wilson was worth a third-round pick before last year's trade deadline, hold Dalvin until midseason and then ship him off to a desperate one-piece-away team. His value would be higher, and as Judd would tell you, he loves in-season trades. He does love in-season trades. Then this is the fun part. Package everything we got for all three of them, plus our first-round pick and whatever it takes to move up to number two in next year's draft and select Drake May quarterback, North Carolina. Oh, oh, that's healthy, not reckless. healthy, that's reckless. Geni- that, no, that's genius. I love how he's thinking. God, talk about opening your mind to a world of possibilities. Drake May, what nice six foot work. four, six foot five, two twenty. Yeah, athletic, really big arm, improvisational quarterback. I, I mean, uh, it, you know, for anyone balking at that price, that's because the Vikings are a competent franchise that is competing for the playoffs. At some point, you're going to have to pay the price if you want a guy like Drake May, right? Or a guy like C.J. Stroud this year or something. 
what's interesting about his first uh, part of the proposal is this. I was thinking about this after we got done with um, the show on Thursday. It feels like things around Daniil Hunter are too quiet. It feels, and I might be totally wrong here. I'm just, I, I no, haven't heard a thing. Quiet. But it just feels oddly quiet for a guy who has very much come out before in an exact same predicament, I believe, and said, I ain't playing on that contract. It feels like it's gone. If, And I don't know if an extension is coming or if they've been told they're shopping him and a trade, but it just feels like it's uber quiet around a guy who it's never been quiet around before in a similar circumstance. I'm sure they've communicated with him, right? Hey, we know we know you have an issue. You're, you're not going to play for $5 million. We know. We'll get to it. Just wonder, like, how far have those conversations gone? Have they have they said we'll take care of you, or have they said we'll find a trade partner? But you're right; it does feel a little quiet. Maybe they told him, "Please just let us get through the first two months of the off season with the other yeah. twelve things on our checklist, yeah, and then we can talk about this." Okay. James Mueller says, "You guys have had a couple discussions on what it would take for the Vikings to land Lamar Jackson, and it usually revolves around Kirko Chains waving his no trade clause." I'm in the camp of drafting a quarterback, but try this hat on for size. If the Vikings did want Lamar Jackson, what about a three-way trade that sends Kirk to San Francisco, Trey Lance to Baltimore, Lamar Jackson to Minnesota, Baltimore gets a first, second, and Daniil Hunter, Minnesota gets a third from San Francisco, so you get Lamar and a third, giving up Kirk a first, or does San Francisco, San Francisco would give up a third. Uh, maybe my value needs tweaking, but you get the idea. I, I, have we seen a three-way quarterback trade in the history of the NFL? This would be the first ever three-way quarterback trade, right? There's never been a major one, for sure, right? So. There's yeah. never been a major one. Oh, lo- What's going on? Our audience today is absolutely on fire with reckless speculation. Dude, there's more I here, love too. This. I love this stuff. Well, let's keep going. Pete God L. says, "If well, let me ask you this. Who says no? The parameters in general of that, and there'd be some draft picks thrown in here. We can figure that out. But the parameters would be Kirk to San Francisco. I think they say yes. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. Vikings Lamar Jackson. I don't. I don't know if the Vikings say yes because I think they want a young, cheap quarterback. Agreed. But then the Baltimore Ravens would come out of it with Trey Lance and kind of a blank canvas after that if they wanted to start over. They get and- cheaper. And multiple first round picks in the Vikings, yeah. Who right? who trades first round picks? And like you're getting Lamar with the with the tag. Well, Baltimore would be getting yeah. Baltimore would notice. be. My guess is the Vikings would be trading a first round pick and Kirk probably for Lamar and Daniel. He said that seems a little steep. A I think Hunter can just kind of be off to the side. Okay, I'm just a saying, separate I'm, deal altogether. I, I was listening closely. Yeah. Uh, then Pete L says, okay, if Trey Lance and Zach Wilson were both available for the same trade price. Which reclamation project quarterback would you take if you're the Vikings? Well, Trey Lance in a heartbeat. And I don't know that – so so Trey Lance has had uh, bad luck. I don't know that I consider him a reclamation project yet because I don't know that he's a known quantity. Yeah. Uh, Zach, Zach Wilson's been a train wreck. Well, and what concerns me about him is I fear – because I do think there was a time where he definitely had potential, just to be clear, on Zach Wilson. But I fear he is the item that shows up at your uh, doorstep in the fragile marked box, and you open the damn thing, and yeah. it's already broken. I, I I don't know. I don't know he can come back from this. Yeah, I. Uh, the fact that Jets players were just openly campaigning on social media for Aaron Rodgers 
shows you that they have zero respect for Zach Wilson, right? Correct. There's so, there's just a weird dynamic there. Yep. And so I would, and even just like comparing their tools, I think I would rather have Trey Lance. So I would say Trey Lance. I would take Wilson. I would take Zach Wilson at this point. Uh, he's started more games. Uh, I think he just needs a clearly a change in scenery. He He's not handling New York well. Uh, that, that's very clear. And even when he lost the job, um, who was it, Mike White, I believe, towards the end of the season, you know, th- they were still talking him up, and things were he was progressing well and learning the playbook and studying and stuff. He didn't give up on on his you know on his pursuit of being a starting quarterback. Still, I would take Zach Wilson, honestly. As a didn't he say, didn't he say if they brought in a veteran quarterback that he was going to make their life hell in practice yeah, too? He's he, he's <laughs> a little bit of a buffoon. Mor- he's a he's a moron. Yeah, he's a if he's a buffoon, buffoon, if he's a buffoon though, I think that's I a big enough red flag to where I don't know that he can be my franchise guy. But uh, Jake Jordahl says I was wondering about the Viking strategy with Cousins. Does it make sense to extend Kirk on his discounted deal that he's apparently willing to offer the Vikings, but remove the no trade clause? This would give the team control of Kirk. It would allow some time to find the right quarterback for their system. Here's the problem. Kirk gets a say in this too, right? So Kirk say, all right, all right. I don't need, I don't need Daniel Jones money. I just need like a little less than Daniel Jones money. Right, which is- but I want control of where I wind up. There's no way with one year left until he hits free agency, he would sign for a discount and take away the no trade clause, right? I, I can't see that as a possibility. Otherwise, why not just hit free? Why not just collect your 35 million in cash or whatever it's going to be? I think it's 30 or 35 million in cash and then hit free agency. Go sign one more contract somewhere. The only way that I go down this path is with Kirk cousins is if he takes the Mackey uh, pay cut plan, which is a significant pay cut and he's not going to like Daniel Jones, as we just explained a few questions ago, is now being grossly overpaid, okay? So even if Kirk says, give me a little bit less and make it all guaranteed, I'm saying no thank you, which I I think the Vikings are now at the point of saying exactly that. Yeah, it's uh, it's, I think it's pretty cut and dry what's about to happen here, right? He's, at at most, he's going to play out the final year. I still think there's a 20% chance he gets traded at some point before the season starts, depending on what kind of shakes out with Lamar Jackson, the draft, you know, if they, if let's say they draft Will Levis or Hendon Hooker or somebody, does he then go to the Vikings and say, you know what? Um, I just don't want to, I'd rather just not, I don't want to teach him. You guys have already made your decision. San Francisco looks like a great spot for me. Why don't we just make something happen there? I could see that happening. So there's or so they, much to be played out here. Well, I, I think if, if they take a guy like Hooker, which I guess they possibly could uh, since the steam that we have seen more and more now, I think the difference is, you just tell Kirk, "Hey, buddy, go play. You don't have to help him. You know, yeah, we're we we will take care of the youngster. You take yeah. care, and and you know, Phil, we we talked about this too. I think Kirk, he, he wouldn't be pleased, but he would go do it. Like you I know, don't see Kirk as being a problem. Eric Kendricks wrote a really interesting piece for the Players Tribune last week, in which he really didn't name many people by name, unlike Kyle Rudolph, who named like sixty people, but not Kirk Cousins, Fran Tarkington. Yeah. yeah. He literally named Matt Castle, Tommy, Tommy Kramer, Johnny I love Booty. Yeah, yeah, John, every slappy backup. <laughs> Eric Hendricks went out of his way to name one person, Chad Greenway in particular, and said, "You know, I was drafted. Greenway was the man when I got there, but I was, I was kind of playing behind him and maybe going to take his job, and so I didn't know how that relationship was going to be." And Greenway 
pulled Kendricks aside at one of the early offseason practices and said, I'm going to teach you how to replace me. And Greenway was essentially expediting the process of teaching Eric Kendricks how to be the next really good Vikings linebacker. That's awesome. That's a great anecdote. And and I think it shows if now Greenway was on the verge of retirement, right? Kirk is not on the verge of retirement. So I could see how if you feel like you've got five more years left in the tank, you're not going to teach a guy to replace you. So I don't expect that. But, you know, there is some precedent in Vikings history where a young guy and an old guy, the incumbent, can get along. Uh, before we get to a few more here, a shout-out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Just been great partners for us on Score North and Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd, for a number of years, even going back to our 1500 ESPN radio days. And uh, they've been great partners for business owners all across the country going back to 1904. Federated provides a great guiding hand to help your business with risk management. Uh, you can maximize your company's success with the right risk management tools, and that's where Federated comes in. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. And also, uh, we still have uh, all sorts of before-I-die hooded sweatshirts and T-shirts for you to grab over at the Purple Daily and Score North shop. Scorenorth.com slash shop. That's S-K-O-R-North.com slash shop. If you want your Before I Die official Purple Daily merch. Um, and then one more shout out. Mark your calendars. April 27th, the Surly Draft Party at Park Tavern. Purple Daily is going to be there starting at 6 o'clock. We're going to go live on YouTube at 7 o'clock. This is a free entrance gathering. There is no, you don't have to pay 175 bucks to get close to your favorites. <laughs> Vikings talking head. <laughs> All right, this is incredible sign. I think like for 175 bucks a selfie or something. Is that what your headshots are going? You know what? You know what? I will sign. I will sign all of those before I die hoodies that are bought between now and then because you want to wear it to the draft party. Yes. So we're going to be there at Park Tavern in St. Louis Park Thursday, April 27th for the first round of the draft. Six o'clock. The gathering starts. Seven o'clock. We go live. We'll have more announcements throughout the coming days as well but we're looking forward to seeing as many of you as possible so definitely hit us up you're listening to a score north podcast right now and if you're a business owner so are your customers in fact i could be talking about your business right now telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business find out how you can partner with your favorite score north podcast visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly once phil judd declan or others start talking about your company you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up so visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner uh justin r said you said on purple daily mackie you did not think a GM or coach would want to tie themselves to Kirk for multiple years based on his age. You're a smart guy, Mackie. Have you not figured out that young quarterbacks get coaches fired? Look how many quarterbacks taken in the first round over the last five years are still playing under their original coach. The people most reluctant to want to draft a young quarterback are probably Quasey and Kevin O'Connell. Uh, like players, they also want second contracts as GM and coach. I'm not a Kirk stan, and although a coach would love to win a Super Bowl, I think you fail to realize that the number one motivating factor is employment preservation. Well, counter two counterpoints, okay? Uh, yes, 
there are a lot of instances where young quarterbacks get coaches fired or like maybe a coach has been there for a few years. They draft a quarterback, have a bad season, and then it's an excuse to get the new coach in. Mike Zimmer, if you sat down with Mike Zimmer, he'd probably tell you Kirk Cousins got him fired. Let me ask you uh, this question. Jay Gruden, I think he stayed in Washington for like one more year after the, the whole Kirk saga ended. What's Jay Gruden been doing the last few years? He was like a consultant for the Rams. He's been mm-hmm. out of coaching for like three years. Yep. He can't and, get a job because of the, the way it ended in Washington. And what that note fails to uh, point out, because the actual idea is not completely flawed, but the flaw exists here. Kevin O'Connell wants the opportunity to draft a quarterback. Now, if he starts swinging and missing wildly and he finds one who's decent down the road, that note becomes accurate, right? But name me the last offensive-minded quarterback whisperer coach who got the job and said, let's just stick with the status quo guy because I'm scared. The whole reason you brought him in and the whole reason why he wants the challenge is finding the replacement for Kirk. That's no indictment against Kirk, but that's how Kevin O'Connell thinks. Like, they don't think like, well, I got the job and you got Kirk Cousins and that's good enough. They think, okay, I'm going to now identify the next Mahomes, Allen, so Burrow. So that's how a guy like O'Connell thinks. And and I'll add one more sort of twist to this that uh, Justin, the emailer, is saying that young quarterbacks get coaches fired. Bad teams get coaches fired. Now, if you have a bad quarterback, does it, make it more likely your team is going to be bad? Of course. The 49ers, Trey Lance, was kind of a bad quarterback, like a bad or unknown quarterback, right? Jimmy Garoppolo was sometimes above average, but also could shipwreck you games. Kyle Shanahan's not on the hot seat because they've built a good system and team, and the front office does a good job drafting in the trenches. So there's so much more to it than be careful about those young quarterbacks. They might get you fired. Like, is the organization sound? Do you have a great offensive system that can elevate a young quarterback? There's so many factors right. that go into it. And don't and you your think, coach. Uh, yeah, don't you think a young like, head coach or a coach trying to make their mark or GM, so like just take Kwasi or KOC, for example, they're not going into the draft thinking, I can't wait to find the next stud linebacker with the fourth overall pick. You're looking at finding a franchise quarterback, and you, you assume all risks, right? Assume yeah. all risks with that. They're going to be known for that, not for drafting. And look, could it be a nice mark to be drafting a nice – Really good pedigree linebacker, of course. No, they're looking to draft the quarterback, man. That's their whole thing. They know the risks involved, but yep. the payoff could be incredible. And it's funny because, like, Mike Zimmer, maybe you could make a case. Part of the reason why Mike Zimmer got fired is because he, he never wanted Kirk in the first place, and they couldn't really make it work. But Mike Zimmer was also involved in some bad defensive draft picks the last few years. You can get fired with by drafting bad cornerbacks, by drafting, you know, other bad positions, too. They drafted some bad wide receivers. Right. Laquan Treadwell. Uh, one more here from Austin K. Hey, Purple Daily crew. I've been a Vikings fan for the past 13 years and a Purple Daily listener on YouTube and Spotify for the last year and a half. I specifically remember really starting to listen consistently after the 2021 49ers game. I'm about to graduate with my master's degree from a university out here in North Carolina, and I want to say a heartfelt thank you to you guys for getting me through my graduate program. I spent so many of my uh, assistant ship office hours listening to Purple Daily episodes, and it's always been great to hang out and hear Vikings talk. Congratulations, Austin, on your master's degree. You know what? You know what I think that deserves? Wait for it. I think it deserves to fly. Austin, way to go, man. Master. I feel like I'm part of this now. I finally have a degree. Yes. 
I feel like I finally have a degree, and it's a master's degree. Not an undergrad. You, you, you I skipped a bachelor's. Undergrad and then, yeah. A bachelor's is, no pun intended, BS. Now I got a master's degree. Thanks, Austin. Look at that. You and me. Bunch of smart listeners out there. We have we have master's degrees out there. We had a we had a teacher in the middle of a classroom that we had to explain to Judd what that was. I thought it was the one uh, on write that down the other day. Bunch of I, bunch I of thanked brainiacs. Him, I thanked him. It's a noble <laughs> profession, and I'm not kidding. It is. It is. Uh, so all right, that's your feedback Friday here on Purple Daily. We're gonna hit you with a Saturday checkdown episode tomorrow that includes yet more quarterback draft steam. Some interesting stuff percolating right now in Vikingsville. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for helping make this one of the most listened to and watched football podcasts in America. You crazy-ass Vikings fans. We'll see you tomorrow on Purple Daily.